Hello, warriors and battle buddies. Welcome to A Battle Within, episode number 72. I'm Drew Neiman. I'll be joined by my wife, Terry, the inspiration for the program, in just a minute. A Battle Within is about our life experiences and those of our guests, living with and healing from traumatic brain injuries, with an emphasis on post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. The conversations can be real, raw, and uncensored from both the warrior and the caregiver perspectives. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury. We aim to help those in the battle, whether that is you, the warrior, or you, the caregiver. We do this by offering the stories and the resources we have found along our own journey. Today, we're going to look at high school sports, and as it pertains to concussions, awareness, and recovery. A recent robust study came out which serves to be the foundation for our conversation. I promise that some of the statistics that we cover will surprise you, and we will pass along some good resources to help you and your student-athletes along the way. Remember, we're not medical professionals. We're offering our own experiences, perspectives, and information we have learned via our own research. Let's get on to the conversation about high school athletes and concussions. Here we go. Hi, Terry Neiman. Hi, Drew. Today, Terry, I was interested in having a conversation with you related to high school athletes and concussions. And some of this that prompted me was our conversation that we had a few episodes back with Cody Ohm that I wanted to look into this a little bit and explore it. Would you be willing to do that with me a little bit? Yeah. I always willing to go with you, Drew. First of all, I played high school sports. So did our children, Mm -hmm. you know, and for many folks, this is really a rite of passage in growing up here in the United States. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Now, unfortunately, this happens without a robust understanding, in my view, as it pertains to brain injuries. I can see that. Yeah, me too. Now, understand I am not against youth sports or high school sports or anything like that. It's a great thing. It's a, right. I think there's a tremendous amount of value in it. My concerns and really what I wanted to speak to today is really built around the awareness because that's part of what we do here with the podcast in the first place. Sure. Right? Yeah. Prevention and proper treatment. How about you? Are you on the same page? Does this sound like a good yes. uh, perspective to, to tackle this from? Dig in, son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now all of a sudden I'm son. All right. In any event, and me beginning to look at this, the, I found out and discovered that there was a new study that was released last month. Now, are you surprised by that, that I did a little homework? Do you want me to say no? Because <laughs> I'm just asking what, you, what your feelings are. I've told you this before. What? I'm not surprised. He gets up at like 4 a.m. No. I starts do. working. Yes, you do. And starts his little research and picture making and, yeah. and editing. So it doesn't surprise me. I live with All right. You forget okay. this. I live with you. I see. I see these things. All right. So, no, not surprised. I'm going to cut most of that out. <laughs> Why? You know, he's also very humble and doesn't like any of the attention like that. Well, you are the star of the show. No, see, and that's what you'll do. You'll spin it that way. Yes, you and the guests. You guys are the stars, not me. I'm just a conduit. That's all. 
I see through the bullshit. Oh, <laughs> it's just went explicit. I'm going to make sure I check that box. So anyway, there was a new study that came out from the yeah. American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons that determined that despite the increased awareness around concussions, mm-hmm. incidents of concussions in high school athletes is actually still continuing to rise. Wow. Does that make sense to you? Besides the fact of the awareness. You can see that? Or does that surprise you? I think it surprises me because you would think with maybe awareness, then with the numbers would decrease. Okay. How about awareness is that they're actually finding them or seeing them easier so that would make the numbers go up. Kind of like the COVID testing, right? Seeing the more numbers. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense too. So the study actually took data from 100 high schools across the United States for nine sports, football, soccer, basketball, wrestling, and baseball for the boys. For the girls, they studied soccer, basketball, volleyball, and softball since the year 2005. So it's pretty significant, you know, research study that they did for in terms of years and so on. Right. Approximately 300,000 adolescents suffer concussions a year playing in high school sports. Wow. That is one in 10 high school athletes. Wow, that, that's incredible. That number shocked me too. Would you have guessed that they would have even been that remotely high, the numbers? You know, Drew, as I go through this, I think that... In some ways, I'm, part of my understanding is how delicate our head, our brain is, and how we need to do a better job of protecting it. So there's a yes and no answer for that. Okay. Here's another interesting statistic that kind of blew me away. Girl soccer players have a higher proportion of concussions compared to boy football players. Wow, I wonder why. 29.8% versus 25.2 for the football players. I wonder if it's the gender or the sport. It's probably a little bit both because girls are a little bit more susceptible to having sports-related concussions. Okay. And also PCS that follows. is a little bit more common in females. We're still trying to figure out that as far as my understanding is concerned, why that might be the case. But wow. that is my understanding. Wellington Shu, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, doctor from Northwestern University School of Medicine, is the senior author of this study and thinks that the jump in both girls' soccer and girls' volleyball is likely due to increased participation in the sports combined with the awareness. Sounds like you might have been spot on there a little bit earlier. Okay. So then the question becomes, what do you do with all this information? Right. So obviously prevention, education, and awareness is is the biggest part of the solution. Rule changes affecting the game, such as hitting in hockey. It's probably a good idea to do things like that. When our son played, they started hitting in hockey two years or three years earlier than they do now. Uh, I think receiving or requiring coaches and officials to receive certifications is a good idea. When I coached, I when I got my certifications, it was real basic first aid stuff. It wasn't anything related to concussions. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, good training for concussions, right? Yep. As part of the certification for not only the coaches, but also the officials, I think it's important for as well. 
And some of that is beginning to happen. I think teaching technique, proper technique is huge. Because you can tackle somebody in football the wrong way and not only hurt that individual, but hurt yourself pretty bad. As well as obviously improvements in equipment. Some things that I learned that I thought were worth bringing up, like I talked about with the, the hockey and the checking, is that 2013, Hockey Canada delayed checking until the age of 13. Right. When our son Kyle played, they started hitting a 10 right. <laughs> here in the States. but And we were all excited for it back yes, then. It, it really enhanced the game oh, boy, for I us as, yeah, as spectators, <laughs> right? We, we loved it then, right? Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, when the Hockey Canada did this, as soon, as immediately following this, they saw a 64% decrease in concussion rates in the That's players. That's huge, right? Yeah. So another rule change is happening is that in youth football, they're limiting full contact and practices. Okay. And here's another thing that was kind of new to us that wasn't the case when we were involved in youth sports. In 2019, so only last year, Terry, U.S. Youth Soccer banned heading of the soccer ball for players under the age of 11. Oh, wow. And there's some rules wrapped around that that even speak to that a little bit further. So you're, they're not allowed to head the ball under the age of 11. Not allowed. Wow. And does that change the, the game, huh? Yeah, not so much for the young tykes. Yeah, but, you know, when you're building a skill. Yes, that's true. But the skill can come later. You think these are all good moves? Do you have any other suggestions that you would offer? Well, I do think they are good moves for concussions. I just wonder how it changes the actual support of all of it, you know? What do you mean? Like what we were saying, when we were in hockey and did not have the awareness of the concussions, we thought that aspect of hockey was fun, not in a... Not in a, we didn't want any kids to be hurt or in a dangerous way, but like the checking, you know. Made it more enjoyable as a spectator. Like the legal checking, yeah. not the not the penalty stuff. Yeah, like it going, looking at that, like heading when, when the kids were learning to head, you'd be like, oh my goodness, look at me. That was a great, that was a great goal you did with your head. And how excited the kids would get, you know, I don't know. I just think it changes it a little bit, but. You have to look at the lesser of the two evils, really. Right. So you're in favor of changing the rules. Yeah, because I'm living with the aftermaths of what can happen, and I wouldn't want anyone else to go through that. So if that prevents more people from having to suffer or go through what I went through or many of our guests are going through or our listeners, then... I'm always going to be more for that. It's just it's very personal to me. I know. That's why I'm trying to get to the heart of it to understand because yeah. you're also a I sports mean, spectator them. fan. Yeah, that's the, that's where I struggle is yeah. I love the excitement of sports and I love sports and I I get a little bit like stomach upset like thinking butterfly. about like sports would change or something would happen, you know. But to protect people is a priority. What about for the parents? I know – a lot of the folks out there that are listening, they may be going through this and, and they have their own children to be concerned with. Yeah, I thought I thought about that because back in the day when Kyle was playing, I wouldn't have considered football. And that was, um, he was playing rough sports. He was playing lacrosse, soccer, uh, and ice hockey. I steered him away from it. <laughs> from football? Yeah. Yeah. So 
I think that, and I like football. Don't get me wrong. I just. Just for now, when it's your child. Yeah, my child, right? So I wonder how many parents might, might be feeling that now that there's even a lot more awareness than when I was raising Kyle. I would think it could scare a lot of parents away or even the children might opt to not go into it. Right. I have to say from a parent's perspective, I think it's very important that the parents get involved with that and don't just have the expectation that the coaches or the officials or whatever are going to handle it, mm -hmm. but that they have awareness. I wish I knew back then what I know now, frankly, in, in, in researching for this episode, it, it, it kind of haunted me a little bit. Like, was As I, a coach? Yes. Was I doing a disservice for my players as children and young like athletes? How and, many have you like, like that knocked I, around their noggin? Right. And that didn't, uh, like, I wish I knew it. You could have did better and protected right, them. Right. There's really not, you know, it's not your fault. You didn't know. We wouldn't go around going, we're putting kids in harm's way. We didn't, it was, that wasn't your intent. No, it wasn't the intent. I'm so, just saying, I wish I was smarter about you, it. Right. Of course. And then, but if you did, you would have did better. So you can't go around with that, owning that. I'm not owning it. I'm just saying it haunts me a little bit. That's all. That's because you're a good person. Well, I try to be anyway. Moving on. So I dug up a few things uh, in my research here as well. I dug up an article from the Cleveland Clinic, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, otherwise known as CHOP, with Dr. Christina Master, who okay. we had the opportunity to meet at one of the conferences we went to. Who uh, saw her speak? Yeah. When we went to, I remember her. Yep. When we saw her speak at the, uh, the brain injury research symposium that they had, she made an excellent video on the subject as far as recognizing concussion in young athletes. So- these, these things, as well as something from the CDC called Heads Up, where they have free webinars and things like, and training sessions and videos that parents can get involved in. All these things will be in the show notes. Great. And I found them to be excellent resources. I really did. So I will have them there. Kind of the cool thing with the Heads Up program from the CDC is it comes along with a phone app. So if you're on the sidelines and you're recognizing, you know, like you're concerned that your son or daughter might have bumped their head or something, you can refer back to the app and oh, get so some cool. information and stuff like that. So I, I found that I'm to be- download that. Yeah. I thought that was very, very well done by the CDC and uh, has education components all wrapped up in it. I'd like to touch base on, on a few things of this, Terry, to get your perspectives. Yeah. And- you know, just put it out there for the parents. Number one is, I think it's perfectly okay and important that you, that your child plays sports. As oh, long yeah. as everybody's smart about it, right? There's so much benefit right. to playing sports. It's the discipline. It's statistically been proven that student athletes get better grades because they're playing. Physical you health know. equals emotional health. Social stimulation. I mean, mm -hmm. the list goes on and on and on why they should. Just be watching out for it. That's all. Did you see these attributes in our own kids? Do you think sports help them develop as individuals? I think because they were always looking for something to do and it kept them doing constructive things. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Instead of getting in trouble all the time. Yep. Kept them busy and then in a good way. And uh, the friendships and the team building aspect, we look out for each other. There were so many lessons that were really beneficial learning how to lose not yeah. get your way absolutely just as much as winning yeah right? 
be a gracious uh, um, winner and a gracious loser yeah. and play fair. Yeah, so many life lessons. Put could, your heart into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. There's just so many good things. Yeah. Commitment, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. really, if you think about it. Yeah. It is important, though, and I would have done this if we were smarter back then. We would have taught our kids about concussion symptoms so they could have paid attention themselves. We didn't know. So I would say, here's some things just to be aware of and some pointers. Girls are 1.5 times more likely to get concussions than boys. Mm. A child that has had one concussion is now- it's thick th- skulls. What? <laughs> I said it's just thick skulls. No, wow. <laughs> you know how concussions work and you know it's not that. <laughs> yeah. All right. A child who has one concussion is also three to five times more likely to have a second concussion. That you know all about because mm-hmm. that happened to you, right? Yeah. Here's something I found extremely interesting, and it goes back to what we started with originally with the high school component of it was an 18-year-old, their concussion risk as an 18-year-old is twice as high as when they were 13. So if your high school is a senior playing football, his likelihood of getting a concussion playing football is twice as high as it was when he was in eighth grade. Is that because they're rough, more yeah. rough, or what does it have to do? Is age or the the way they're playing? And the development of them, yeah. The combination, they hit harder. Yeah. The brain, you know, they, they don't recover as quick and, and, and all that kind of stuff is all rolled up into it. Sleep is important in the recovery. The old wives' tale or the old way it used to be waking them up every couple of hours and that kind of stuff. They're saying that's long gone, it's out. That yeah. sleep is important. I remember when I was younger and there was a few times – that they said concussion kind of thing. And mom, my mom was like, wake her up every hour. And I was like, I don't want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep. But it was like, wake her up every hour. Yeah. Right. Every hour the on the hour. Yeah, it was a protocol. To get up then. and wake your child up. Yep, that was the protocol then. Absolutely. I remember having that happen once or twice mm-hmm. myself. And we did it for Brooke and Kyle too, didn't we? I, at least I, I remember I with Kyle. I think we did with Kyle. Yes, yeah. I think we did with Kyle. I remember the one time that he, he was clearly concussed as ignorant as we were at one point in one game he was messed up and he, had, yeah. he was out for a couple of weeks i do remember that but it was the little ones that you didn't notice very true also it's very important if you don't already know to realize that helmets do not prevent concussions they just prevent it from matters getting worse from there mm-hmm. right you know all about that too terry from your yeah. bicycle helmet yeah i was right? wearing a helmet yep, yep. Now, on the bright side, most heal quickly. 80%, 90% of them, of the student athletes, they get back and they're fine in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Light, easy exercise and movement can also help during the recovery process, but don't overdo it. What say you there, Terry? Hmm. I never, I, okay, I shouldn't say never, never so black and white yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, it's just, I so often, that's better. Don't find balance. Yes. I either go overboard or I pull back completely because I've gone overboard. And then I try with all very good intentions to come in and be like that moderate person. And then you hit the wall again. (laughs) What the heck? I'll take any advice, people. (laughs) (laughs) On type A personality. Terry always likes to compete too. 
the light light exercise is not something that Terry is inclined to want to do in the first place. She wants to box. She wants to race somebody on the bicycle or the yeah. treadmill. I have good intentions. Like right. I started yeah. a treadmill program where it was like just a beginner thing. And I was going to just go X amount of distance with X amount of incline, be done within a half an hour, just right at my level, appropriate. Day one, I blew myself up because right on the sidebar of my iFit was other people that you were and racing I against could compete and I had a win and I nearly did. I came in second place. And she was pissed. Why wow, I had to like the biggest incline on my treadmill. <laughs> I wasn't going as fast as them, but boy was I climbing with a compromised ankle from my prior ankle break. I was ignoring it. I was ignoring all my other head symptoms. Yeah. Ignoring it. Because I was going to win. That's And that's what I'm suggesting is to try to encourage the child to moderately, lightly exercise, take a a walk, and things. Then they're in trouble. (laughs) And keep the competition out of it, right? It's also very important to be acutely aware of second impact syndrome, otherwise known as SIS. This was one that really scared me because I, I was warned about this. Yeah, I had it. And then- for my third one, I was warned about it again. And it could really set you back pretty significantly. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure that your error on the side of caution about returning your student back to school slash play is make sure that they are recovered before right. the play begins. American, quick, get it done quick. Yep, right. The other thing too is, what about the doctor? I would strongly make sure that you get who doctor who understands and specializes in concussions. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Because I think that it is so misunderstood and it's not enough that really understand or try to understand. Like maybe they know they don't know enough, but they try and they could find people who do and they have really good resources like that. Great. Yep, that's one thing. Yeah. To me, it doesn't necessarily need to be concussion specialist, but they have the resources and know-how to find the people who do have those abilities. Okay, that's a fair point. Maybe that they don't particularly specialize, but that they specialize in understanding it where they can get the appropriate help. Yeah, like they're tuned in. And, you know, that's a good way of putting it. If they're tuned in, thank you. If they're tuned in and you're, um, and you're feeling that, I mean, you'll know. I think Go with your instincts. You'll know that they're tuned in and they it will make sense to you. And you'll be like, wow, I feel good in this person's hands. If you're not feeling that for your child or for yourself or anything, I think you are your own child's advocate or your, your own advocate too. So don't be afraid to use your, your free will. You know, d- just go ahead and switch it up. Just as a point of reference, folks, and it's not to pick on the medical community by no means. It's not what we're saying here. No, but, they were awesome uh, for, right. for us. We were, we were lucky that you stumbled upon the right doctor this Absolutely. last time around, right? Now, with that being said, we had Dr. Jeff Huxford, who was a general practitioner on the program. Yes. Who a doctor himself admitted to us on the program that doctors don't get that kind of training 
right. in medical school. That is something that's actually sort of learned outside of it. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's hit or miss, but Terry's right. I think make your decisions. And if you're not satisfied, move on, try to find a different doctor would be a good way of looking at it. Do you- yeah. And don't be afraid. Like a lot of times, oh, well, I don't want to upset someone. That's not what this is about. It's a business decision. Remove the personal aspect of that. Yeah. And you're trying to get something fixed. Right. Right. So take the personal aspect that if you think of right. it that way. Yeah. I am hiring you to do a service. For me. I don't feel for me or my child. I don't feel like that service is being met. You're fired. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going over here now. Yeah. And that's okay. It's not, it's great if you're friends with them. That's great. But this is not about anything personal or friendship. It's, you could still do it in a amicable way. And don't have to be a jackass, but you have you have to be able to speak up and do the right just, thing by your child or yourself. Right. And sometimes it's just it's just not a fit. Like in your treatment, there's been a couple of times where sometimes we've had therapists right. and doctors that just didn't fit for you. That's it. And we, yeah. we found somebody else instead that might have provided the same yeah, service. Yeah, like no harm, no foul. No hard feelings at all. Nobody's holding any grudges. It's no – it's just – got to find what works. Right. It's like a, it, I mean, it's like a mechanic. It's a service that you provide. Take the emotional part. I think that's a great way of saying it. Take yeah. the emotion out. I'm hiring a mechanic to fix right. my car. I mean, you wouldn't keep wearing the same pair of jeans, let's just say, that were uncomfortable. You would go like, shit, I'm throwing these out. Let me try these ones. Oh, these ones fit like a glove and they feel so comfortable and nothing bothers me. Keeper. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a great way to wrap it up. What an analogy, Terry. That's brilliant. All right. Is there any final thoughts that you have before we uh, close it up for today, Terry? Okay. You sure? I, you know, I can always go on or sometimes I just go, no, no, because uh, I have to realize we have we have to keep these sort of short. Jim. All right. Okay. So hopefully folks out there, you found a little bit of a better understanding as it pertains to children and sports and concussions. Certainly something that I feel deserves the attention. Be sure to check out the resources that we've provided in the show notes. I think, frankly, some of them are really, really good yeah. and useful. would be very helpful if you, if you are a parent. Yeah, I want that app. Yep. As a grandparent. That's true. Yes, because we're at that stage now. That is correct. Okay. Well, Terry, be in the show notes. Okay. Well, right. I'm just going to go get it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, connect with us at abattlewithin.com and on Facebook and Instagram at abattlewithin. Give us your ideas for episode topics while you are there. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or know someone you think should be, let us know that too. Please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the program wherever you may listen. Notes and resources for this particular episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash 072. Until next time, for those healing, show yourself some grace. For those who know someone healing, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Take care. Keep battling. Bye-bye.